With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lord, we thank you for allowing us to come into your presence again this evening. Tonight, Lord, I'd like to speak about sons of God. It's very important, Lord, that we distinguish the importance of becoming a son of God. Because, Lord, you told us that in these end times, that would be the rising of the sons of God. And people take that very calmly, without much thought or diligence to what it means to us. But Lord, it's very important that we come to understand this great truth. And I hope, dear Lord, that they'll begin to understand that we are in a time where there is action required that must come upon all of us, Lord, to accomplish what you have for your will at this time. Because we are in the day of trouble, the great tribulation, is upon us and is really occurring but the people have ignored it even world leaders have declared that the war is on us and we do not see it and lord i've declared to people made known to them that the crown trust who runs the world is bringing forth a religious war it is not the religious war of islam against christianity or Buddhism against Christianity or Islam or even against fundamental Judaism. The problem is it's to bring forth a totally new religion based upon some man-made Noahide covenant laws or morality, they call it. But it's not approved by you. And you've told us, dear Lord, that this city of Babylon, the crown trust that runs it at this time, is not of you. And, Lord, you told us that they are fallen from the beginning of the day of the Lord, when the light first shined on the world by the opening of the bow, which was the first sealed judgment. When that occurred and you released your words into there, you said, Babylon has fallen. But people are not seeking you out and saying, okay, we should obey this. Neither did they obey you when you were on the earth, Lord and you told them that this temple will be torn down. They had just built this magnificent temple. They were convinced that they were going to be prosperous. They were convinced that you were in it. But, Lord, they were doing many things wrong. For example, against the law of Israel, they had a king over Israel that was from Edom. He was not at all a, a son of the tribes of Israel. Therefore, by the law of Israel, he was not allowed to be king. Yet the people accepted him as king. And even after he killed the, the children, two years and younger, all of them in the region of Rama, of Bethlehem area, the people still ignored all those things. It's not so much different than today when we, the nation, finances Planned Parenthood. America, the great Christian nation under God, taking Christianity to the world, and yet we allow 
Planned Parenthood to trample upon the law of God that says he owns everything that enters the womb. Therefore, we have allowed this to happen. We've allowed admiralty law to reign and contract law to reign in our courts while we call it common law and allow them to get to, to, to state this with, with immunity. In other words, they proclaim it's common law when it's clearly contract law. And it's testable and testified to it's contract law. And Lord, the judges, the lawyers will argue with you because they're making a very good living. And the preachers do not say anything. They go on doing these things and allowing all these things. And their excuse is, we're waiting on you to do something. At the same time, we ignore your laws of Romans 13, which says that we are to worship the leader you by your will appoints. But when you open the sealed judgment, you also proclaimed Babylon has fallen. Romans 18, 1 to 11. 1 to 11. And also in Isaiah 1 to 12. 21. Isaiah 21, verses 1 to 12. So we know that Babylon has fallen. We are not supposed to be following these, and they are not having authority. We are not to give them authority, nor are we to go negotiate with them, nor are we to sign up with Department of Homeland Security, which, as I've testified, from being in a first-hand meeting, Department of Homeland Security is funded and approved by the Crown Trust. It is not operating for the benefit of America, but it's operating all over the world. Sounds good. The deceitful name sounds good. Homeland Security. But it's not Homeland Security at all. The work that they're doing is to bring about the new world, new international order, and to take away our sovereignty and to bankrupt the nation. And we now have this scenario put in place. We have a corporate man in place, and America is nothing more than a corporation by law, and people don't want to hear these truths, but they're truths. And Lord, they did the same thing in your day. You know, they want to rebel against Rome. But they didn't want to receive the, the knowledge of truth that overcomes the world and overcomes it by the way of peace. They don't trust that anything outside of military might can overcome the world. They don't trust that anything over power of weapons, of guns, of negotiation with leaders will overcome the world. They don't see that you can cause these leaders to open their doors and ask you to come in and demand to seek you, Lord, because they do not understand and do not believe that you'll cause these leaders to come to fear and all those that follow after them that you're going to punish. They don't believe this. They believe that they're going to be raptured out of here because they go to church on Sundays and they believe that you paid the price of your blood to forgive all sins. And it's as simple as that. But you tell them in Revelation 12, 17, that those kind of people are not going to be saved because it says that the devil is going to be, the dragon, is going to be able to go after those who keep the Ten Commandments and have the testimony of Jesus, that he died on the cross for the price of the sin of their blood. But they have no wisdom. They have no knowledge of truth. They do not know that they are required to receive your words and do good. They have no ability or authority to do good in the time of the famine of the words. 
There's a famine of the words coming, a separation judgment coming, and those who are separated because they would not hear the message, would not receive the inheritance that is the words of God, the knowledge of truth that you said in John 17, 17, that we are required to be set apart from the world by truth, which is the word of God. They do not discern this. And so tonight I'd like to speak on the sons of God, which is really those who received the word. What does that mean? Word is one of the words of God. We see the Bible and we say, by his word. What does that mean? Sometimes you say his word. Sometimes you say the word. So what is the word? What is the son of God? In John 14, excuse me, John 10, 34 to 37, you tell us that to him whom the word comes, they are a son of God. What's that mean? Listen, listen to this other verse. It says in Romans 8, 14, for as many are as are, excuse me, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are sons of God. And they think we're filled with the spirit. But what is a son of God? Galatians 3.26, Paul gives a better clarification, a more in-depth clarification. He says, for you are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ, in Christ Jesus, the Messiah Jesus. In Christ Jesus means in the Messiah Jesus. In other words, you recognize that he's a Messiah. What is the Messiah? The Messiah goes back to Deuteronomy 18, 18 and 19. He is the one who is sent into the world to bear witness to the words of God and make known the good works of God that these words enable. It's a communication language of God. He says, my ways are higher than your ways. My words are higher than your ways. Because Your words, because when I send my words out, this is talking with the Father in Isaiah 55, 11, they never come back to him void, but they accomplish what they were sent to do. Your words aren't like that. Can you say to a kingdom, your time is up? It'll be done. If you choose, go go read Job 38. And let, be, be, put yourself in Job's situation. When the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this who darkens counsel by words without knowledge? <laughs> Job was perfect in his ways on earth as testified in Job 1. So why is it that he has words without knowledge? Didn't Jesus say, or Paul teach us, that the Father desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth? We don't know what knowledge of truth is. It's not taught in our churches. It's not taught in Israel. It's not taught in the Vatican, nowhere, in any of their universities, seminaries, anywhere. Nowhere in the world is truth taught. They don't know what it is. Jesus said in Luke 21, 34, 36, at this time, all those on the face of the earth would be caught in a snare. And that includes every professor at every seminary, every theological university, every rabbi in Israel. Every high priest in Israel, the Vatican, 
quote, every evangelist on TV, on all the stations in America and in England and all over the world, they're all caught in a snare. He tells us what the snare is. We're going to be judged by his words. If we had his words, we wouldn't be in a snare, wouldn't be warned that we're in trouble. But we are. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Galatians 3.26. Marvelous verse. Now think about it. What's it really saying? What is a word? It says, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. But then he also tells us in Romans that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word of God. The entrance of his words gives light and gives understanding to the simple. Why does that matter? See, his words, his words have the promises in them. And they are set apart because his words are higher than our words. He took our words out of our language that all of us can receive because it's an inheritance. Because Jesus tells us in John 15, 7, if you abide in my, if you follow me, abide in me, and you abide in my words, then you'll be able to do what you desire. Because if you have his words, there are God's words. And God's words are only able to do the works that never fail. And they always go for what God sent them out to do. So anytime you use God's words, the only time they work, and the only time you use them in his authority is when you do his will. Any other time, you, you're just playing with tradition. You become, like he says, with the preachers, as rabbis and so forth, that, you know, they wasted him. He said, you're, you're not doing anything that does good for me. You can see this in Matthew 23 when he's talking to the Pharisees and the scribes and so forth. And he tells them in there that, you know, they've turned the knowledge of truth. They've turned the message of God, the teachings of the scriptures into nothing because they made it in tradition, just like the churches have done today. You're going to be raptured out of here and being a twinkling of an eye. You're going to go to heaven. I don't agree with the scriptures. Nowhere does that agree with the scriptures. We wanted to believe it. I believed it when I was being taught that until the Lord opened up the scriptures. See, the words open up the scriptures so that we can understand them, as it says in Luke 24, 44, 45. But why does it do that? Because in John 3, 34, he says that God's words have the full measure of the Spirit of God in them. Full measure of the Spirit of God. And so what is that? He says, for as many are as led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. You can say that another way. For as many as are led by the words of God, these are the sons of God. The words come only with the full measure of the Spirit of God in them. I wish I could be greater in explaining things. <laughs> you know, he tells us many things in the Bible. He tells us that his light is about to go out of the world. 
John 9, 4, 5, because it's going to happen in the night of the day of the Lord. And he tells us that the, the when the light goes out, that means the words are taken out because the entrance of his words gives light. The removal of his words takes away light. And he warns us many times in the scriptures, he says it's going to be a day of darkness. See, we're in the night right now. We're coming to the morning. But the morning is going to be like night to those who are wicked and those of the world. And people don't understand what that means. And there's a big difference. That's why I want to get this understanding to you tonight, if I can make it understand. The word of God, the, the word word, stands for the words. But that word is the, is the signal. It's like the, the symbol, the word word is the symbol of the inheritance of the kingdom of God. Because when you talk about the word of God, you're talking about words that were sent out. They will never come back void. They are have all the authority of God. They have the full measure of the spirit of God in them. That's what we're talking about. You don't see that. The entirety of the Bible is good for teaching and all the rest of these things. It makes known the knowledge of his words bears witness to them. It testifies to them. It shows us the example after example after example. And it shows us what will happen if we refuse the words. See, the, at the Mount Sinai, the Lord brings him to Mount Sinai. He speaks to him from the mountain when he's on the mountaintop. And he, he comes down. He wants to talk with him. He wants to give them the words. But they trembled and they complained. And they went to Moses and said, you know, let him uh, speak to us through a person and not directly. It's too fearful for us. You know what the difference of that is and what happened to them, which is terrible? It is like Eve taking the fruit of the tree that which she's told not to. Here the Lord is saying he wants to bring them to the world, wants to bring them to the light, wants to put his words in them, wants to take them and and cleanse their heart so he can write his words on their heart. They don't want that. They want it to come through another person. They believe that they have to be able to control all things. They aren't ready to be set apart from the world by his words. See, Jesus says at this time, John 17, 17, we must be set apart by truth from the world, which is the word of God. The word has a, and I'm talking about the word, the word itself is a symbol of all the words. The word has this meaning to it. The meaning of that word, and people get mixed up with the Bible because oftentimes he's talking about the word, but he's talking about the power and authority of these words that are set apart. And it's like it's a symbol of the whole thing, the whole word, all these words as, as a symbol, just like you'd say, you know, a, a pomegranate is a symbol for all pomegranates. You know, it's it's like into that. And what we're, what we're talking about is, you know, we talk about the angel of the Lord. We, you talk about an angel. But you don't know if that's Gabriel or Michael or who until you clarify it. But as a group, they're an archangel and there's angels, an angel of God. They're all a group. Well, like that, that's like he talks about the word many times, because this word that he's talking about as being the word, the word of God, is the word that is set apart by authority. And it's like a tree, and it has many branches and many leaves, and these are words, 153 of them, that branch out and give you power and authority and explanation of works to do things. But summarized as one, it's the word of God, which are different 
that all the words of our English languages or Spanish or Jewish or any other language, it's not the Hebrew language on anything. The Hebrew language, they're trying to say, well, that's the power of God. It's in that. It's special. It was created special, but that's not the answer. The answer is when you speak word in his pure language. No matter what language you speak it of the earth, but when you speak it with understanding of the word of God, understanding of this language of God, you understand that there are words that are set apart to do works. And you can speak them and a good work will be done because in your heart you know what you're asking for and you believe in that. See, the people at Mount Sinai, what happened? to them? They feared God. They, the words came in fear and it caused them to fear. But what is that? The seventh spirit of God is the fear of God. He was trying to give them the full measure of the words of God. Because if you have the fear of God, you're going to walk in correction. You're going to walk. They didn't want that. They, they didn't want to give up their things. And it happened very quickly. Moses goes up the mountain 40 days. And by that time, they made the golden ark, the golden idol. God was furious with them. See, he could have started over in that. But the, the point that Moses is trying to make there, God saw that these people are demanding it. And just like Eve, he said, okay, I'm going to make you a garment. And you're going, to, you're going to have to grow your knowledge. You're going to have to earn the right to enter back into the likeness of the Garden of Eden. It's going to take time. It's going to take thousands of years to get that back to that Garden of Eden, the likeness of the Garden of Eden. It's going to take you 6,000 years to get there. Because of that sin. You could get there quicker, but because of the character of man, man is evil all the time. And God had to do punishments. He had to, and he walked us in the way of his spirit. He's building us back so he can overcome our weaknesses. We're the failure. We're the problem. We won't receive the full measure of the spirit of God. We haven't done it. We haven't looked back and looked at the first thousand years was done in this way of the Spirit. Second thousand years added this way of the Spirit. Third, same. You know, the way of the Spirit's built us up till right now we're working in the knowledge of the work of the kingdom of God. It's time to fulfill that, to bring forth the kingdom of God. That's the job of, of us in this 6,000th year that we're in, that we're coming to an end of. we got to build the kingdom at this time. And as soon as we build that kingdom, the rest of the balance of the 6,000 years gets wiped away. We don't need it because we complete the work and we can go right into the seventh, the next step, which is the rest of God. He's been waiting for us. To, he wanted to, to make the days shorter the whole time. He would have done it at any time. But man wouldn't listen. And just like then, what happened? He gave him the law of Moses. He gave them laws to work from that, you know, they had to do the way of them. And they had to hear the word of it and do the way of it. And if they did that, they could, you know, begin to understand. And then they would get to the point where, hey, why don't we ask you for pouring out the spirit of truth in us and rewrite our hearts with your words and we'll be your people. They didn't ask that. They wanted to control it and they wanted to be like the kings of the earth. They want to use his power and, and, you know, those things, authority and be special and the rest of that. But they didn't want to become sons of God. Sons of God to those whom the word comes. If you bring the word of God in you 
All the other stuff is wiped away. He will take the darkness out of your heart. He'll put joy in there. He'll take the, this idea of revenge, this idea of, of you know, of, what do you call it? The prosperity, the exchange for consideration world that we're living in. You won't worry about any of those things. You know, as a son of God, everything's always provided for you. Your job is to do good for others. Work of the Father is that we would believe the Son whom he sent. And the work of the Son is to get us to understand the good works of God, to enable them for others and do what's good for others. If we do that, we have a kingdom that's like God, doing good for others always. But we don't like that. We don't want that. We want laws. We want written laws. We want, you know, something we can put our hands on. The words of God, God made the creation by the spoken word. We don't want that power. We, we want to put it down in writing and say, A, B, C, and you got to do this and you got to do that. And, oh, we got to go to school. We got to dress this way. We got to do this, this. We don't understand how to dress for the purpose of enabling good works. We dress on how do we look the best? How do we get the most attention? How do we get successful in the world? Dealing with those of the world. We're not looking to evangelize the world anymore. We're looking, oh, we go to our church and we have to go deal with the world all during the week. But we're not asking for the kingdom of God to come and totally change everything. It's time for God to rule over the earth, for the Lord to rule over the earth. He's already taken the right of dominion away from President Trump and all the rest of these leaders. They don't have any authority. And if we don't understand that, we're in great trouble because we're not listening to the scriptures. And we're not desiring to be a son of God. A son of God is not like a son of the world. We are all sons of the world, sons of men. We are not seeking to be a son of God. And it tells us a very important text. It says, for the earnest expectation of the creation is eagerly awaiting for the revealing of the sons of God. Romans 8, 19. Before we can be raptured, we must become sons of God. That is something that's not being taught anywhere. You cannot fulfill Ephesians 5, 25 to 27 to be made peerless and spotless like the Lord so that we can be raptured until you become a son of God. A son of God walks in the way of the words. A son of God walks like his son, like the Lord Jesus. We abide in his and in him, and we abide in God's words. If we do that, that are Jesus' words, because he gives us the authority to get them by paying the price of blood. Now we can enter the Holy of Holies in heaven and get these words. And our desire should be that the Lord come in and circumcise our hearts, get rid of all the darkness, and replace it with all light. Remember, the promise of the Lord. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. The city of Jerusalem, the new city, it's all based upon a foundation of peace. A foundation of peace is only built upon those of the word. The word of God is that nothing ever fails if we walk in the way of those words. Therefore, we become a son of God and we work. And with the Son of God, with the light, if, if the Son of God, if the Word of God is in us, we have the entrance of light and will begin to shine, like it says in Daniel 12, 2 and 3, which is required at this time so that knowledge can increase 
And as it increases, our light increases because knowledge is the knowledge of truth. You can see this in Isaiah 28, 9-13. Knowledge will not come to those weaned on milk. Knowledge cannot come to those of the world. In Job, he said in there that, you know, words without knowledge, you darken his counsel. What does it mean? You take away the light. In other words, you're not speaking in the way of the words of God. Because the words of God, if they're spoken, will give light. Will give understanding to the simple. It's very important for us to understand this truth that we're not getting. We're not understanding that we have to become words of sons of God before we can overcome the world. We have to become, we have to go down that path. He will seal us up and bring us to the point of refinement. But first we've got to be purified, then we've got to be made white, and then we got to, you know, white means there's no darkness. Made white is circumcised heart, and then we become refined. We put on the righteous acts of the saints of God. Because a saint of God is one who does the way of the words, and therein is a son of God. The saints and the sons of God are the same. Because through faith in Christ Jesus, in the Messiah who was sent into the world to make known the words. And our faith is we hear those words. As we hear those words, we increase in knowledge. When we increase in knowledge, we begin to understand the scriptures. We begin to understand God. We don't understand this day. There ain't a theological seminary in all the world or a rabbinical college that teaches the knowledge of truth in the world today. Nowhere in Israel, nowhere in America, nowhere in England, nowhere in Rome, anywhere. None of those have the knowledge of truth. It's not there. If you understand that what's coming at us right now, it's very important. We are coming to the separation judgment. It's going to happen in the night. The Lord has warned us that. He's warned us that in that night, this is going to happen to us. And we see it in just all kinds of scriptures. In Isaiah 29, 18, it says, In the day the deaf shall hear the words of the book, the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity and out of darkness. But did you hear what I said? In that day, the deaf shall hear the words of the book. Not the, the entirety of the Bible is, is, you can call it the word of God because it explains the words, but they'll be able to finally hear, discern the words of God that are in the book. And the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity and out of darkness. Because what is darkness? Darkness is when you don't have the words of God. The entrance of his words gives light and gives understanding to the simple. Without light, without, you have, without the words, you don't have the ability to get understanding and you don't have the ability to do what? To come out of the darkness. We're still in the world. Those of the world do not have a right to his words. We have to ask him for the knowledge of truth to be poured out on us, the knowledge of his words. And we have to do that or we are not sanctified as holy. We cannot be holy unless we receive what is holy in us. That's why he says it's got to be a new wineskin. We have to change our ways. You know, the purpose of taking the, the baptism and that is so that we begin to understand we must put on, be washed by the water of the word. The word is all these words, like it, the word is this tree of knowledge. 
the knowledge of good and evil. That, that's the word of God. If you reject this, you're going to get a curse. If you receive this, you're going to get this blessing. That blessing is this good work of God that it will enable. And as you give glory to God, you begin to understand these things are good. He tells us that we, we give him glory by doing his good works. I've explained that in many writings. Blessed are the peacemakers, for, for, for they shall be called sons of God. You remember he tells us in uh, John 5, 24, we will hear his voice, in other words, discern his words that he was sent in the world to make known, and believe on the promises of God, we will have eternal life and will pass through these judgments. But if we do not, the Lord tells us that what's going to happen to us is that the day that day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble, a day of distress, a day of devastation and des desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness, meaning no light of the word. That was Zephaniah 1.15. And Joel 2.2, 2, he says, it's a day of darkness, gloominess, a day of clouds, a day of thick darkness, like the morning clouds spread over the mountains. A people come, great and strong, and like, the like of whom has never been, nor will there ever be any such of them, even for many successive generations. Day of darkness is coming. They're going to wander about for bread of instruction, as it says in Job 15, 23. And it tells us this in Amos 8, 1, 11 to 14. Amos 8, 11 to 14. The people are going to go to and fro trying to find the knowledge, just like it says in the parable of ten virgins. But he's going to say, depart from me, go buy it from those who sell. You can't sell. Nobody sells the words of God because only God can give those words. and You have no right to what is his. You cannot sell his words. If you try to sell his words, you'll be cast out. You can't sell it. God owns it. It's an inheritance to those whom he gives it. You can't sell it to them. You can't sell the message of the words to them. You have to understand this. But what I'm trying to tell you is that what's becoming clear is the Lord has declared that Babylon has fallen. He's going to destroy them completely. And he's going to take away their dominion for a season and time. He doesn't really tell you when he's going to destroy them in that time. Because he's going to destroy them with the plagues in that. So Daniel 7, 11 to 12, it's like instantaneous. No, he's going to he's going to destroy them suddenly in this night of the day of the Lord. It's going to come a very sudden destruction upon them. That destruction is going to take away all their authority. But his plagues come as soon as the sun rises, it doesn't rise upon him. It's a day of darkness. And when that day of darkness comes and when the Lord removes his spirit from them, his word from them, people are going to kill each other. People are at that time when he sets them apart and there's nothing of God in them because the word's been taken from them. They're going to begin to do such vile acts. It's horrible. They'll pillage. They'll do everything. They're going to be in fear of God. But at the same time, they don't have food. They don't have these things. And it's going to 
come upon them and the, their heart's desire is going to come upon them because the Lord says you're going to be punished with the plagues and with their sins. And their sins is when, when you take away the light of God out of them altogether, which right now the restrainer is there. But their evil is going to be unrestrained when the famine of the word comes. And they're going to do evil until the plagues take them over. God intervenes and does the plagues, and they're going to get punished for all that. But there's going to be a time of great trouble. Like, you know, it's because the Spirit of God is removed from them. There won't be anything restraining their evil. But they cannot touch his who he set apart by his words. Those with the words, it tells you in Revelation 12, 16, those with the wisdom, those who come out and set themselves apart from those of the world, those who set themselves apart by being sanctified with his words will not be harmed. They have no authority to harm them, and they will not be able to touch them, but they will go after all these others, as it says in Revelation 12, 17. All Christians who believe in the Ten Commandments and believe that the blood saves them, but don't know how, and have not heard his words, nor are they trying to do them, nor are they trying to seek him, nor are they trying to make him their king. They will go about and do some truly evil things very quickly now. Economy will be just destroyed. They will destroy each other. And then God's going to bring the plagues upon them for all the evil that they've done. And those who try to come against his people. And see, even though the people in Israel right now in Jerusalem and that are in grave trouble because those people are pagan. They're worshiping the devil. If you look at the occult building of the Supreme Court, it's a pagan temple. The, the Mossad soldiers are going around doing the works of the evil ones. The temple, the Knights of Templar, the, the leaders of Israel are serving the Crown Trust. And we got preachers going there and helping them and so on. All those leaders, all those people of Israel are going to be punished. God says he's going to bring terrible plagues upon them. A remnant will turn to him and he will sprinkle his water upon them and they will get the message of his words and they will be set apart. But he's going to punish many of them over there with the plagues and the sins of these people. He said it's going to be ravaged, it's going to be destroyed, but then he's going to rebuild it after he's chased them out. And then he will build that as his kingdom, his nation. But a lot of evil is about to happen. And people need to understand that, that when you are a leader of Israel, rabbis of Israel, and you allow these occult buildings like the Supreme Court building to stand, you've got to say no to the world. You've got to come out of this. You've got to give it up and trust God and bring him forth as king at this time. Because God will protect those. Those who are set apart by his words. They are a son of God. The, those to whom the word comes are set apart of God. What is the word? The word is these 153 words. To the best of my knowledge, we've got the listing of them. I put them on the websites and so on. God will adjust it and he'll clarify if, if some of these words are duplicate or if there's a few others. God will clarify that and he'll bring it in the right way because it's been recorded and the books will be open. But the difference is you just can't go assume these things. You've got to allow God to work his way. But right now, the Lord said to, to Peter and them in John 21, take a few of these fish, the ones you do discern, the ones I do guide you, and go feed my people. Go help them come to the knowledge of truth and understand that God clarifies everything. And he will clarify all things because he's going to refine us. Refinement means you have total clarification. So he will cause us to know his exact words 
and all his ways in that time. But do not tempt him in this time. Just take what you can grasp and seek that because you only need a few right now to get into the kingdom. Because the first thing and what God is looking for is a change of our hearts. Are we peacemakers? Are we trying to harvest the people? Are we trying to bring enemies, punishment on enemies? You know, he tells us to love thy neighbor and all these other things. We must do these things. But we're not of God. We're, we're, we're seeking our own self-ways. We must change that. Lord, we ask you to help us to come to understanding of all these things. We pray, Lord, this is helpful tonight. Lord, there's much more we can speak about of all the things that's about to happen. And, Lord, we can put those together in scriptures and so forth. But, Lord, the most important thing is you called us to be harvesters at this time. And we have very little time to come back and get refinement. You told us in the parable of the ten virgins that a cry would go out and the people would check their lamp. That means they are going to do what? They're going to have a revival to see if they got the right words, to see if these words that they have is the knowledge of truth. But they're going to find that some of them have been judged and the words have been taken from them and they're not able to get them. That's the sad truth of the parable of the ten virgins. But, Lord, there's a revival coming. There's an awakening that all people will be awakened. And some of them are going to be awakened to the fact that they've already had their seal removed from them. And they must plead before you to get it back. But, Lord, if they go out and try to buy the message from those who are selling the words, selling their messages, that is not of you. When, it, when the, the virgins, the wise virgins told them, go buy from those who sell. Well, that means that they're not getting the words because they can't sell the words. The, the message of the parable of the pearl of great price, they were merchants of goodly pearls. But when they found the pearl of great price, they sold everything else and they would not sell this one. They kept it. They would te teach others about it, but they never tried to sell it to make a business. They trusted in it. They changed their complete life. And that's what these people have to do. If you go out to buy the knowledge of the words with others, they're going to learn the hard way what the words are. They're going to learn through the plagues and so forth, or the coming on of the plagues. They're going to see that they're going to get the plagues. And you're going to tell them, look, it's too late. You didn't believe it when we offered it to you. You scoffed. And you scoffed at the Holy Spirit. You scoffed at the inheritance of the kingdom of God like Esau. You took it mildly. You took it like granted. And you allow the, the, the nations and the churches, many of them have steeples, which are pagan symbols on the churches. Many of them have gargoyles on the churches. It's all wrong. It's not of God. Nowhere in the scriptures it says this is acceptable. But what the important thing is right now, to come out from all these things and come out to the Lord and, and seek him for clarity and understanding. Proverbs 1, 20 to 23. And if we will believe that, he says he'll, he'll cause us to know his words. And if, if we will turn to him, he will pour out the Holy Spirit upon us and cause us to come to the knowledge of truth. But people don't know what the knowledge of truth is right now. And they don't know what the Holy Spirit is. The Spirit, Holy Spirit of truth cannot enter those of the world who have not set themselves apart from the world. Read John 14, uh, 15 to 17 in um, John 8, 47, 8, 8, 43 to 47, but pay attention to verse 47, and then read John 17, 17, and you'll begin to understand that truth. Lord, we thank you for what you revealed today. We ask you, Lord, to help people that it might be useful to them, that they might be able to change their lives, dear Lord, and come to you and be saved from the great destruction that's about to happen to them. 
Lord, there is no economy that's going to survive. There's no dollars that's going to survive. And Lord, you said you'd take the wealth of the, of the rich ones away from them. All that's going to be lost to them. But Lord, if they have your words, they have what they, they all they need. And Lord, we pray that they will see that and trust in you and believe in you. Because your promise is that they will hear your voice that speaks the words of God. They believe in the promises of the Father. They'll have eternal life and they'll pass through these judgments. And Lord, when you say pass through, it means you'll enable them to have what they need to get through. We ask it in thy precious and thy holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.